Welcome to the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Laura Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, spiritual social media strategist, and integrative counselor, working to integrate the principles of the spiritual path into every aspect of my work and my life. This podcast is an extension of that work as I navigate the world as a white woman devotee of yoga, living at many intersections of privilege, living in the West, and trying to live with awareness. Thank you for joining me in this work. You're listening to episode 10, Practice to Keep Practicing. So we're back with a full podcast episode after last week's mini hiatus. I shared a little practice while I was on the beach, but we haven't had a full episode in a couple of weeks. So we're getting back to the traditional format of discussion and guided meditation. And I'm grateful that you're here for that. If you want to support what's going on here on the show, as always, the best way to do so is by rating and leaving a review for the podcast on whatever platform you're using to listen. And if you feel called to share, whether it's on social media or by word of mouth, I am always honored by that as well. But it is just as much of an honor to have you here right now. So we'll get to it. We're going to go into our traditional opening ritual of singing the sound of OM one time. Om means consciousness. It is the sound of awareness, the the vibration of fundamental awareness that animates the whole universe. And by calling out to that, we are asking more of that awareness to come toward us and be with us in the space. And here on Awareness Offerings, we want that. We want more awareness wherever we can get it. So if you're coming along for this practice, I'll invite you to get your body into a comfortable position. Feel free to close your eyes or just gaze down the tip of your nose or gaze softly at the floor. Just turn your gaze away from the external and toward yourself in any way that's comfortable and safe for you to do so right now. And you can do this practice by singing along with me or by listening silently. But I'll invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose if nostril breathing is possible for you. Full, long exhale, clearing the path for consciousness with your breath. Inhale for one, om. Thank you for joining me in that opening practice. And now we'll go into this week's discussion. And for this week's discussion, I am coming at it. I'm, I'm sitting with it and offering, basically offering this discussion is the word I'm looking for. I'm offering it in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic. And every episode of this podcast has been offered in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic. I've been recording this show since May of 2021, and the pandemic has continued to be a factor since that time and up to now. But this, this week is a little unique because things are starting to shift again in a way that is not necessarily amazing. 
The Delta variant has fully manifested here in the United States where I live, and it is driving increased community transmission of COVID-19. It's driving case numbers up, and among folks who are not vaccinated, it's driving up hospitalizations. And I live in the Atlanta area, and we are now an area where significant spread is happening. And so we are back to some of the safety precautions that we were taking last year. Things have gotten a little more restrictive in a way that they haven't been in several months. So last night, uh, I'm recording this on a Thursday, so Wednesday of this week, the mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, issued a, a citywide mask mandate. So every indoor public space, including private, including private businesses, um, everybody has to wear a mask in those indoor public spaces. And of course, I am a yoga teacher, and one of the places where I teach yoga is an urban ashram in the city of Atlanta. And we just recently reopened and have excitedly, joyfully welcomed folks back into our physical building, which has been incredible and weird and beautiful and um, welcome. And there's been lots to navigate, but overall just a very positive experience of welcoming people back. But now kind of as soon as we've been welcoming people back, just a couple weeks later, the mask mandate comes down. And so we are continuing to have people in our ashram, but now everyone is wearing a mask throughout the duration of every single yoga class. And it's not exactly new to me. At one of the other yoga spaces that I teach at in North Georgia, I was teaching yoga in a mask for many months. So I know it's doable. It's not the most comfortable or fun thing, but I have found different ways to make folks more comfortable in a mask and we have made it work and we will absolutely make it work again here in Atlanta. But the kind of the the deeper reality of the situation is that it does feel like we are taking a bit of a step backward. We are going backward toward the more restrictive measures uh, of last year. And I say that with the acknowledgement that these measures are absolutely necessary. I can be frustrated about them all I want, but also my priority is people being safe and us eventually finding our way out of this pandemic. And I realize that in order to do that, we're going to have to kind of, we're going to have to be adaptable and do this again. But it is, it does feel as if we are going back a little bit to the way that things were before. And that carries a lot of different energies with it. One, there's the energy of frustration. Because the honest truth is that this is a community project. Everyone is affected in, and absolutely to different degrees, especially depending on privilege. But to one degree or another, everyone is affected by this pandemic. And so it has always been up to us as a collective to practice community care, which is a form of consciousness, right? In, in the yoga tradition, there is a, um, a practice called seva, which traditionally means community service, but I also take it to mean community care. So really it has required community care of us, which is a yoga practice. And in a lot of instances, there has not been community care happening, um, both with masks and with vaccinations. And I don't say that as a judgment, although there is the energy of frustration that lives there. Um, I'm just sitting with the reality that it has not been a collective effort, um, first with masks and and then with vaccines. And so because there has not been that collective effort, 
now that we are back in a space where we're somewhat going back to more restrictive measures and having that be necessary, there's some frustration knowing that this could have been avoided had we practiced our seva, our community care in a more intentional and conscious way. So that energy is coming up as this new wave of COVID kind of washes over us. Um, And there's also a real energy of re-traumatization, to be totally frank about it. Because as things start to dial up a little, as I can feel the energy of the pandemic getting a little more intense again, and these more restrictive measures becoming necessary again, and things just getting a little riskier again, as I can feel that happening, I can feel the traces of the first time that that was happening, of the first time that I went through this experience of, you know, we've been going through this collective trauma for a year and a half. And the first time it happened was decidedly the most traumatizing because it was all new and that unknown and newness therefore made it much scarier. Um, So in feeling these, these patterns and events happening again with the pandemic, the traces of the first time we went through this experience are becoming very acute. I can feel them very acutely in my body. And it was trauma. Like I said, we we have gone through a collective trauma and we are all empowered to name that experience however we want. So if you don't want to call it trauma, I fully respect that. Um, but it was painful. It involved a lot of loss and grief. It involved a very quick and jarring transition. And to me, that's traumatizing. So that's why I call it trauma. And now that we are kind of, at least it seems like we are sort of stepping back toward the way things were uh, last year, I can feel the, um, the repeat experience of the trauma, even though it's a little less intense, even though I can definitely feel more hope and more safety, But even still, I can feel that activating my awareness of the energy of the the first traumatic experience living in my body. So um, there's a little bit of a post-traumatic experience element going on. I don't want to say post-traumatic stress because I am not self-diagnosing myself. I'm not claiming that diagnosis and I'm not at all trying to diminish the experience of anyone who uh, is moving through that condition in a really acute way, but there is a post-traumatic awareness that I'm moving through. And so here we are, we're sitting in this context of and uh, a renewed wave of COVID-19, which is is frustrating and it's re-traumatizing and it's disappointing given that it really did feel like we were on a trajectory toward the quote unquote end game of this pandemic and then to feel as if we are or stepping back, that's disappointing. So all of these different energies and emotions are swirling uh, and, and arising and making themselves known uh, as we and as I sit here uh, in the context of having just been issued another mask mandate a year and a half into the pandemic. And as I process that experience, as I sit with myself uh, in the reminder of last year's trauma and the continued trauma we're going through, as I sit with the frustration and hope for greater community care, as I sit with the disappointment in knowing that we're doing this a little longer, what I'm thinking about is yoga. (laughs) 
big shocker there because you know I'm just a little bit into yoga being a, a an eight-year student of yoga a teacher of yoga for seven years uh, having based all of the other work that I do in social media and um, social work and counseling and now podcasting on yoga you might have been able to discern that I'm a little bit into yoga and so as I sit with this renewed COVID experience I'm thinking about yoga and I'm thinking about how we practice yoga to keep practicing. We practice yoga to keep practicing. And what I mean by that is that there is no end game of yoga. It is never complete. We never reach a certain level or do a certain pose or do a certain number of meditations and then we're done. Oh, it's over. I did the yoga I've completed that. It is a continuous, lifelong process. It's a way of being, and there's no end to it. It is a practice, and so we simply do our practice to keep practicing. It's not about achievement. And in the West, we can get that distorted a little bit because um, our some of the more consumerist um, tendencies of our culture has taken this way of being that originated in India as a spiritual system and made it into a a workout and uh, a fitness regimen where, you know, in most workouts and fitness regimens, there are goals there. it's, It's about achievement, which isn't wrong, but it isn't exactly what yoga is. And so it might be easy to feel like, oh, I gotta achieve this yoga pose. I have to get to this level of yoga practice, but that's kind of not what it's about. Yoga itself is a way of existing and existence is kind of timeless. And that's not to say that, um, you know, of course there is an end to existence for each of us, uh, but the just the energy of existence that animates all of us and everything that exists, it doesn't end, it's timeless. And so yoga, just like existence, doesn't stop. There is no end game. So we simply practice to keep practicing. That's, That's what it's for. And I'm reminded of that as I think about our continued practice of making it through the COVID-19 pandemic because it feels as if we are being called to practice, to keep practicing with COVID, to put our yoga, our, our spirituality on you know whatever consciousness path you are walking to apply that to the situation of COVID-19. And that is not at all to suggest that there is no end game of COVID-19. Lord knows I am ready. I am ready for the end game. I have hope for the end game. Uh, I believe in the end game. All, and even though I'm frustrated by the fact that it seems like we are um, making slow progress toward that end game, I want it and I believe it exists. So yoga and COVID are totally different in that way, in that COVID, Lord help us, does have an end game uh, and yoga does not. However... The similarity exists in that we are being asked to keep practicing right now. And that's sort of been a helpful reframe for me because as I I, I used this language a lot at the beginning of this episode, it feels like we're going back. It feels like we're going back. And of course it does. And that carries all the different energies and emotions that I explained earlier. But it might be more helpful for me, and maybe it is for you, which is why I'm offering it here in this podcast. It might be more helpful to think about it not as going back, 
but as a new layer of practice. Because when I think about my yoga practice, which I have been taking up for eight years now, there has been this experience of uncovering new layers, whether it's layers of tension in my body, right? I will, you know, work on my hips to the point where my hips are more open and then I'll realize that there's some work I need to do in my shoulders. So uncovering layers of body tension, but on a deeper level, uncovering layers of my spiritual existence where I work through one layer of my stuff, my my patterns, my pain, whatever it is. And rather than having that be, you know, oh, it's done and now I'm free and I'm a deeply spiritually enlightened person, there's another layer to be worked through. And so it feels like that is what's happening is that we have made some progress in this uh, arena of COVID-19, but we are being presented with another layer to work through. And for me, it helps to see it that way rather than a going back. Um, And honestly, simply because if I think about it as going back, I might just lose my mind and spiral out and the trauma of last year will just take over me uh, and I might just lose it. And so if I think about it as another layer, uh, wherein I have already been through everything I went through last year, we have already been through it all. And we have the wisdom, the experience, the lessons, and we get to take them with us into a new layer of this COVID-19 practice uh, that helps. So here we are, just as in the practice of yoga and walking the spiritual path and living with awareness, however you do that, we practice to keep practicing. We are lifelong practitioners. Here we are in the COVID-19 pandemic and we are practicing to keep practicing. So yeah, I'm going to wear my mask. I'm going to teach yoga with a mask on. I'm going to pull back from any group gatherings and continue to try to be outside as much as I can and maybe not go into restaurants as much um, and do what I can to practice that seva, that community care in this new layer of practice. And I'm also feeling aware that in order to keep practicing, we first have to deal with or address what is coming up right now like in or it, before we can continue we have to address what's here in the present before we can move on to the next layer of the practice we have to work with whatever has come up in the first place um so and i share that to acknowledge that like i said earlier we experienced a whole lot of collective trauma individual trauma, all the layers of trauma in the last year and a half. And in order to keep practicing and sustain ourselves so we can continue this practice, we have to address that trauma so that, yes, we can take the lessons and the wisdom with us, but we're not carrying all that trauma with us because it'll just compile and compile and just get heavier and heavier. So for this week's podcast, our practice is going to be to address that heavy energy of the trauma, use it as fuel to, you know, use it as energy to to sustain us as we continue to move forward into this new layer of practice with the pandemic um, to help us carry the wisdom with us, but not have to carry so much of the heaviness of the trauma. So that's the kind of practice that we're going to go into together. And now is the time. Now is the the time where uh, we on this podcast sit for meditation. 
So if you are in the midst of doing something where it's not uh, feasible for you to sit for meditation practice, this might be a moment to pause the podcast. And then when you're ready to come back, come back and do the meditation. If you're ready to meditate right now, I will invite you in to a comfortable seat. And as always, a comfortable seat is any seat, as long as you can lengthen your spine and your spine is upright lengthening because the spine is like a power line. It is the central line of energy in the body. And so when it's long, things can just move more freely. Upright because we usually don't want to fall asleep during meditation and no judgment if you do, but typically during consciousness practice, we want to be conscious. So spine long and upright. And you can find that by sitting in a chair, by sitting on your bed. You can sit on the floor You don't have to, but if you're going to sit on the floor for meditation, I would suggest that you put a cushion or a blanket or a pillow or a towel or any kind of support underneath your hips so that they are elevated and you have a little more space for your hips and lower back. You can sit with your legs crossed, kind of the classical meditation posture. You don't have to. Again, as long as your spine is long and upright, you're good. So you could extend your legs. You could sit with your knees bent. You could sit on your heels. You could sit with your back against the wall if you need that extra kind of support. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is take the support you need to find your seat. And even as we settle into this first seat, know that this does not have to be the only position that you are in for the entirety of this meditation. We might be really deep into the practice and your body might start to get so uncomfortable that you can't even be fully present to the practice, in which case I encourage you to take care of your body. So if you need to move around, if you need to adjust your seat at all to take care of your body, even during meditation, know that you are empowered to do so. But here we settle into our first seat. As you do so, feel free to close your eyes. Gaze down the tip of your nose or gaze softly at the floor, whatever is comfortable and supportive. But essentially what we'd like to do here is just put down the external vision and pick up the internal vision, just turning toward ourselves, turning toward our experience in the present moment. One way to turn toward the present moment is to bring focus to the breath, which is a present moment phenomenon. It's only happening now, not in the past or the future. So to settle into your present moment experience here, perhaps you start to bring your focus to your breathing. Perhaps your breath comes in and out through your nose if nostril breathing is possible for you and you just start to notice, witness, watch, listen to the sound of your breathing, to the way that your belly, ribs, and chest expand and contract on each inhale and exhale. to the temperature and texture of the air as it touches your nostrils and throat and lungs. Just turning towards your breath in whatever way is supportive for you. And of course your mind might compete with your breath awareness. Just because we want to sit and focus on our breath doesn't mean that our minds just turn off. We have human minds and they are designed to consistently work. So take a moment to maybe release judgment around having thoughts, 
You will probably have thoughts throughout this meditation, and that's okay. We're not trying to force the thoughts away. We're just trying to go to a space that's a little more real and deep than the constant going of the mind. And one way to kind of step out of that constant going of the mind is to give the mind something to do that isn't just cycling through random thoughts. And that's where mantra or affirmation comes in. So I'll invite you to inhale and simply say to yourself, I am here. Exhale, say to yourself, I am here. Inhaling, I am here. Exhaling, I am here. Giving your mind something to focus on that is not the random thoughts, that's a little more deep and conscious than that. And in this case, it is an affirmation of your presence. So not only are you settling your mind, but you're grounding your whole self into the reality of your present moment experience. Just setting a neutral, clear, present container for this practice. Inhaling, I am here. Exhaling, I am here. And as you settle into your present moment experience, you'll probably start to feel what's going on for you. You might feel the sensations of your physical body, the emotions that you're working with, the energy that's present in your space. Just meeting yourself from a place of wholeness, acknowledging all aspects of your present moment experience. Inhaling, I am here. Exhaling, I am here. Now that we've settled in a little more to this container of pra- or container of presence, we'll move into the more structured practice that we'll do this week. And this is a practice of transmuting energy, taking the energy and emotional experience of what we feel and kind of neutralizing its charge so that we can then use it to fuel and sustain us as we continue to do the practice of yoga, of living, of being in a pandemic, all of the above. And it's a pretty big one. So know that I, as someone who's teaching you right now, am holding you in my heart and in the space. Uh, Know that you can always return to simple breath awareness if it feels like a lot. And I will offer the... I'll offer the offering, the suggestion, um, that you do this in a guided way. Because it can be a lot to do by yourself. But here, we're working with the energy of the heaviness, the trauma that we've already been through, um, transmuting that into fuel so we can continue to go through what we're going through. So typically, if I were to teach this practice uh, to a student or a client, uh, I would have them first name for themselves, just 
pick a word to name the emotional and or energetic experience that they're having. But I'm going to do that for us this time because what we're working with specifically is the trauma and the heaviness of the last year. So we're going to name it together as heaviness. And if you're not feeling heaviness related to the last year and a half, you might just sit with your breath and enjoy the peace of this meditation. But if you are feeling heaviness, I'm going to invite you to use your present moment awareness to notice where. Where do you feel the heaviness of the last year? Where in your body does that experience live? Is it in your chest? Is it in your belly? Is it in your eyes, your hands, your jaw? There's no wrong place to feel it. You get to use your discernment, your internal awareness, all the tools of meditation to decide where it is for you. Not really to decide though, to notice. You don't have to make it happen. It just is what it is. And so you just notice where in your body does the heaviness of the last year and a half live. And once you're aware of where it is, bring your focus there. Bring your breath there as if you could inhale into that space, exhale out of that space, just saturating it with the care and awareness of breath. Noticing that space where the heaviness lives kind of as a way of saying, I see you, I acknowledge you. Yeah, that was a lot. once you have your awareness settled in that space where this heaviness lives for you, keep your breath and awareness there and say to yourself, I am feeling heaviness. I am feeling heaviness. Inhaling into that area in your body, I am feeling heaviness. Exhaling out of that area, I am feeling heaviness. Just acknowledging the present moment reality of what you're feeling. And so much of presence practice, yoga practice, consciousness practice is acknowledging and living with reality, which has been a hard thing for the past year and a half. So here you are doing it, just inhaling into that space in your body. I am feeling heaviness. Exhaling, I am feeling heaviness. And then we'll make a small shift in the language we are meeting ourselves with here. Now begin to say, I am feeling the energy of heaviness. I am feeling the energy of heaviness. I am feeling the energy of heaviness on your inhale and exhale. Awareness still in the space where the heaviness lives. Still acknowledging the reality, seeing and being with ourselves in that, but slowly starting to shift our relationship with it. I am feeling the energy of heaviness. I am feeling the energy of heaviness.
I am feeling the energy of heaviness. I am feeling the energy of heaviness. And now another shift, the mantra, the, the affirmation, the words become, I am feeling energy. I am feeling energy. Just inhaling and exhaling into that space in your body. I am feeling energy. I am feeling energy. You keep that mantra going, that affirmation going in your mind. And I'll talk to you a little bit about it, but you continue the practice. What we're doing is shifting our awareness of the big, oftentimes difficult emotional experiences, um, the emotional realities, and acknowledging them as energy. Energy that is simple, neutral fuel, because that's what energy is, right? Um, gas is a form of energy it fuels our cars uh, and there's a whole conversation to be had about uh, fossil fuels but but what I mean to say is energy is a form of fuel and so we acknowledge the experiences that we have and the emotional imprints as energy neutral energy and that's not to say that they don't hurt or aren't difficult but we can go beneath the initial experience to find the fundamental energy underneath them and use that energy to fuel and sustain and move us. I am feeling energy. I am feeling energy. So that breath by breath, and it doesn't have to happen this time, but Breath by breath, the heaviness becomes simple aliveness, simple awareness of our position as alive beings fueled by energy, fueled by experiences. And so transmuting the heaviness into its most fundamental form this is like chemistry, transmuting it into its most fundamental form of simple energy then gives us the energy to continue, to keep practicing, to keep taking care, to keep doing what we need to do, even if it's frustrating, even if it's disappointing, even if it's a reminder of the, the, the pain we've been through. We're empowered to use that. We get to own our story and own our experience. And there's a lot of badassery in saying, okay, I'm going to take that pain. I'm going to distill it down to the energy that is at its essence. And I'm going to use that energy to keep going. I'm going to make the decision not to hold the pain so tightly to my chest but allow it to flow as energy so that I can keep going 
So a few more moments. I am feeling energy. I'm feeling energy. close this practice by grounding ourselves back into present moment sensation kind of coming out of the deep energetic spaces and back just into the grounded space of the presence of the breath of sound uh, by using a sighing breath so let's inhale deeply through the nose big sigh out of your mouth two more One more. And then you can start to blink your eyes open. Maybe move your body around. Give it some care after having sat for a while. But even when the formal meditation ends, as I often say, the awareness and presence facilitated by the meditation doesn't just go away. So I'll offer the invitation, maybe you use that awareness to keep noticing and you notice how you feel. Notice if it's different. It might not be different yet. You might be curious about it being different, but just notice if your relationship to the heaviness of the last year and a half has shifted even the most minuscule of degrees. And whether it has shifted now or not, I offer this from my heart as a way of um, sharing a tool for practicing to keep practicing, for working with the layers of stuff in the moment that we're in so we can keep on moving to the next layer, whether that be in a pandemic, on the yoga mats, or in the practice of living. I hope you'll stay safe. I hope you'll take care. And here we are. Let's keep practicing. Thank you for joining me for this awareness offering and for going into embodied practice with me. You can find me on social media at Laura Tara, L-A-U-R-A-T-A-R-A, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. My intro and outro music was created by none other than my very own brother, Oxella Sun, O-X-E-L-A-S-U-N, whom you can also find on Instagram.